Bachelor Masters here coming at you from Los Angeles. Easier, I think the big question mark going into this new season, for me at least, mm-hmm. is will I begin each podcast with hey, hey, or hey, now? <laughs> we haven't done hey, now in a little while. Rob, do you say hey, now? I do have hey, a now. bunch of vocal tics, but I don't think I say hey, now. <laughs> were, were you an avid Stern fan on oh, terrestrial yeah. radio, and that then on then followed him to Sirius as I did? Uh, no, my Stern uh, viewing was uh, late night TV. Oh, no, hoping they'd the screw E-network. up as a teenager. Yeah. That was the saddest show. It was so, so hard bad. to watch. Oh, wait, Rob's <laughs> here. You should talk about that. Yeah, Greg. so listen, uh, Caitlin is sick this morning. Uh, and Rob's filling in. <laughs> we hope that she's feeling better soon. But Rob, well, Rob is not filling in. We had this all oh. set up before Caitlin Craig, called in sick. We can't even play it off. Go ahead. Go ahead. We have a guest <laughs> who is really awesome, super fan of the Bachelor Masters. Yeah. Also and, our boss. <laughs> yeah. And is head of the Bridge Burner Podcast Collective. It's it's all very important. Um, super fans uh, unite. If you push them hard enough, you can become a guest on their show. I'm yes. really excited about it. <laughs> now, Rob, you're not just um, a super fan. You are a podcaster. And you are the Rob in a podcast I listen to every week, which is Vanderpump Rob's. Yes, I am. See, this is this is you know reality unites on this podcast today. We we might be getting a whole new dimension of podcasts out there. I follow a lot of Bravo shows, specifically Vanderpump Rules, obviously, and I'd never really been a Bachelor person until I met you, Craig. And right. I was like, well, I got to yeah, show We're support. responsible, EZR, for his downfall. It went into watching you're, the bachelor you're coming too. into bachelor so late it's like oh, you know, know. the it's fall terrible. of the roman empire i uh <laughs> you know things are crumbling over here my partner watches it a lot and i would catch mm-hmm. it every now and again and i did watch bachelor in paradise for the past few years but i never really tuned in to a full season of the bachelor until this current bachelorettes season right. which was absolutely terrible Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) how terrible was it you would think having practice being on the show as a contestant that you would know what it would be like as a host you would think you would think you would at least be able to and it's what i say anytime a new cast member comes into vanderpump rules it's like or, or Winter House or whatever. It's like you're really surprised that you're getting a terrible edit because you were doing terrible things. Like you have had seasons of being able to watch this show. You did not do your homework. Right. Isn't part of being on the show saying that you weren't ready for that? <laughs> Isn't that part of the package? Like you're you're saying that so that you, whatever mistakes you make, you always have that blanket that oh yeah i can't believe this i I feel like that makes you look worse though you know what i mean like because it makes you feel like you 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 you've never watched tv before in your life but you've decided that you want to make this your career right Mm. i i think that it's part of the 
it's like, uh, you know, it's part of the tr- people understand tropes, you know, mm, you don't want to get fair. it until it happens to you and all this kind of you, you. And th- this is why, Rob, I think someone who, you now know, Logan is so dangerous because he has learned and he does oh, know and yeah. he jumps over all those tropes, but he still says them. But, no, I think you're right. Sure. Sorry to cut you off. I didn't mean no. I was just going to say that, like, you know, I only know my Logan facts from listening to this podcast that does <laughs> its research. In quotes, um, yeah. Yeah, the, his fake news. But is it that he, he does officially work for television companies and such? According to Bachelor Jobs. He knows how to uh, give himself the best possible edit. Right. I, I is it free. Right. I think you should... I think we should all be scared of those people because it's like when you have a classroom of regular students and then you have a few high functioning students and a few very low functioning students, you're like, how do I teach to this? You know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the problem producers run in is that when you have people that are doing all this behind the scenes stuff and they're manipulating you, you're like, wait a minute, I can't concentrate on you. I have to concentrate on these people I'm I'm, uh, psychologically abusing over here. They have too much going on and they can't account for a Logan. They're there to exploit the people who are not in quotes ready. Yeah. Who weren't absolutely. ready for this. So <laughs> when you get, when you get ABC thrown a curveball. the worst about it. ABC is absolutely. I think that like, I mean, you could say this a lot about Bravo too, but I think ABC treats their shows like this, like it's a zoo Whereas Bravo is like, okay, we all kind of understand the deal, right? This isn't a game show. You guys have chosen to be on a reality show that follows your friend group or your lives. And on The Bachelor, it's like, you are, for all veils put in front of you, trying to find love. So we can exploit <laughs> your, your, uh, your innermost desires because at the end of the day, the only thing you want is to be happy, and you have equated marriage to happiness. Granted, I think there's a lot of cracks in the cement on that, but it does make ABCs, I think, a little bit more gross. Mm. Okay, I got a couple hard-hitting questions for you, Rob. Oh, no. (laughs) First question, what happened to young Rob to set you up for a life and career watching reality television? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, for me, it was growing up in a divorced family and thinking that uh, love was uh, expressed by arguments. And so I love watching, you know, Maury Povich and Bravo and The Bachelor and things like that because I love arguments. It makes me think that people are falling in love with each other. Well, I, I get that. And I probably have a little bit of that in me as well. Um I would say one of the biggest things for me is that my dad owned a bar. Right. Up. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. And cool. So, <laughs> Where? Uh, very Where? cool. Uh, I like bars. Yeah. Well, it was in Kansas City. And when I, uh, all through college, I worked in bars and then I graduated in the recession. I think we're all relatively the same age. And it's like, oh, I'm in a small town. I got to continue working in bars. And 
then it you know it hit me when i was like 32 oh my god i'm becoming my father i hate this and uh then when i moved to new york to pursue pursue a career in podcasting uh, I started learning about Vanderpump Rules around the season where Tom and Tom got their own bar. So I was like, oh, man, a world that could have been. I remember hanging out in bars and restaurants, and those were my only friends. Now I want to see what it's like if that were filmed. And right. it, uh, it It's chills me to the bone to think about what it would have been like but i do get to have this like live vicariously through even though there's this like hollywood chiffon over absolutely everything wow so you relate to the vanderpump rules cast which yeah you know i'm, you I'm a, a sheena i'm i'm a real sheena so <laughs> uh but yeah i mean i think like the idea of like having to work in uh you know, the service industry for so long sure. made me like go towards a service industry based reality show. So your first job interview at a bar was like, what experience do you have? It's like, my dad owns a bar. Dad owns You're a- in. I feel like that's how the, be- the beginning of that movie to cocktail with Tom Cruise. Doesn't it start that way? A cocktail. Here's the thing about cocktail. And <laughs> can you play the David Lynch minute drop? Um, <laughs> The David Lynch Mini on Bachelor Masters. Sweet. Total fucking bullshit. Exactly. Um, Cocktail is one of the most fucked up movies I have ever seen. And my entire life, my dad did have a cocktail poster hanging in our, I don't know, his den, if you would call it that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not sure my dad ever actually even saw a cocktail. I think he liked the idea oh. of a movie about the bar industry. Um, this is Tom, fascinating. Yeah, yeah, that Tom is Cruise fascinating. like gets back from going to war and and wants to be a business major. And the whole first part of the movie is him in business school right. fucking up. Right. And then he just goes to uh, you know, TGI Fridays or whatever it is and asks for a job and he has no experience and no connections to any bars. And that dude's like, Coughlin's Law, if you crack an egg and a drink, it tastes like protein or whatever. And, <laughs> and then at the end, sorry, I'm going to spoil it. Then at the I've end, I've never that, seen it. Oh, well, ahead, should tell, I No, not? tell me. No, no, please spoil it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not averse to spoilers okay. at all. So spoiler sensitive. Good. Um, so uh, they have this whole mentorship and then he, you know, the the mentor of Tom Cruise uh, teaches him about life by cheating on like by st- I use this very loosely from the movie stealing, quote, Tom's girlfriend right. so that she cheats on him. They break up. And then at the end, as they're rekindling their friendship, kind of Tom Cruise discovers the dude committed suicide and left him a note so that he could make his own bar it's super fucked up whoa Whoa. wait a minute so what before we move on because this craig we should state and we should have at the beginning that this podcast was supposed to be uh our pre-show about the women which we're gonna yeah but our listeners know me well enough by now (laughs) to know that we're not gonna possibly talk about the show wait a minute it's the last possible minute So he's maybe never seen cocktail. That's a very weird. I've never. I've 
heard of the movie, of course, but I've never seen it. What is your dad's opinion on Roadhouse? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Roadhouse. I, Roadhouse. I guarantee he would have never have seen it. Yeah, what? I, I don't think my dad actually liked movies or music, but he <laughs> had a, a rhythm Coach. and blues bar uh, in Kansas City. He, wow. I uh, I find it one of the weirdest things in the world. Anytime I tried to put on a movie as a kid, he'd fall asleep during it. And not in the dad way, in the like, right. I don't want to watch a movie way. And the only time he ever did put on a movie was when he somehow got together a bunch of money for a surround sound system and would just show off the first five minutes of Twister to any guests <laughs> that came Whoa. over to our house. He was a, he was a very weird individual. <laughs> Uh, uh, the, the everything. My mind is like my head is spinning. I'm like, yeah. what? I I need to talk about that because I had your dad pictured as coach from Cheers until you yeah. said the R&B bar thing. Well, and, it, and now, but it was like it was that era of the '90s where like, right, o- old suburban men are like, this is you know, we're gonna hear other old suburban men play Mustangs out. Know. Are we gonna talk about music now? No, oh, no, no. Got, Okay. I mean, Craig unless we want to talk about music. Saddle Creek 50. Yeah, I don't like music. Yeah, Craig is averse to music. I love it. Craig <laughs> only listens to Sandstorm. It's true. <laughs> Sandstorm on loop. Yeah. Um, I, I have. It, this is just. It's a lot. It's a lot. Hey, well, I'm, we started a half hour early for me, so I've got plenty of time. <laughs> no, I love it. I want to. I want to talk about Coach from Cheers dying. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely not. Not at all like my dad. My dad okay. was, but I do know. I look at old pictures from the early '90s, and my dad did model himself off of Ted Danson. I think he wanted mm. to be Ted Danson from uh, Cheers, but yeah, definitely did, was not. You know, he was not a sports export star. He did drink, um, so <laughs> none of his Ted Danson Cheersness. <laughs> lined up at all except for a haircut and like leather vests whoa okay there's a lot this i need pictures i need like uh it's just you know i feel like i mean you've got mail like i'm like i need to see all this what is going on why do they just have these superfluous conversations until they meet each other in real life and then and they don't know they've met each other well tom tanks does anyways this is a lot i'm very much (laughs) i'm so. so interested uh, but Roadhouse, <laughs> Roadhouse. is actually—I I love Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, really. Good. Who doesn't love Roadhouse? Yeah. You love Roadhouse, Craig. I like it in theory. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's like a good premise. It's good straight up action, but it, it's not a great movie. Let's be honest. I had a, you know, the he's a he's a Zen Patrick Swayze in the movie who's like a bot. Just he's a body. He's a uh, bouncer. Yeah, he has this Zen who beats presence. up people, <laughs> right? And he's supposed to be a philosophy major who like fought. And he's, it's all so complicated. It's like a Steven Seagal movie where he's like, it is like Buddhist. a yes. Uh-huh. Patrick Swayze's sex appeal is like is is way over my head. Like I don't get it at all. That movie did not let me get it at all. Uh, Even that, when he ripped out that guy's throat. Ugh. yes, that was a so that was actually kind of. Like I was like, this one like, was getting rad. Did you, did you discover a lot when you saw that? Roadhouse will, it's genre bending. It's, it has so much of everything, right? It has like gratuitous <laughs> sex. 
it has a like a bar it has like kind of this niche bar thing like look at our crazy bars it has weird long music like uh <laughs> bands playing and then it's also like a kung fu movie and then it's also yeah. like a rom- romance like it's so uh you couldn't i mean i know they're remaking it but you oh, couldn't yeah. You couldn't you couldn't sell this movie because it's like what is this? And I still feel like what is this? It's... You know you know what I always think in um, speaking of Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. uh, uh, in Red Dawn, they're supposed mm-hmm. to be you know these like kids on the fringe you know before Russia invades they they're kind of low income blue collar families and Patrick Swayze has like a Patek Philippe like thirty thousand dollar watch on and that just took me right <laughs> out of the movie. <laughs> mm, mm, gotcha. <laughs> I, I wanted to throw the brakes on immediately uh, in the middle of the conversation. Apologies there. <laughs> uh, uh, Easier was just in the middle of calling Roadhouse genre bending. Bar movies started flooding my head. <clears throat> and I said, if there's going to be a bar movie poster in a bar or in someone's like study, it's right. got to be Roadhouse. It's got to be then, Roadhouse. I've never seen Cocktails, so maybe it would... I mean, like, Roadhouse is pretty fucked up, too, I would say. I feel like... I, yeah, Roadhouse is fucked up. I feel like Roadhouse <laughs> might, like, scare my dad uh, oh. the way Cocktail did. Like, I feel like I grew up in that era, and maybe all of our parents are kind of like that, where, like, you push it to the side, you don't think about it <laughs> sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, to watch any movie that involved... Uh, Killing people in a bar or killing yourself after you lose your bar might just be too intense. Mm-hmm. Were there ever bar fights in your dad's bar? Yeah, yeah my dad actually had uh, his front row of teeth were fake because Whoa. someone hit him with a pool cue. Now, Whoa. here's the thing. Uh, it was one of those times where, like, for one reason or another, all the bars in the area had to shut down early. And some people came in after like the doors weren't locked but they were getting ready and my dad was like we're shut the story i've been told is that my dad said hey we shut down and that just really pissed them off and so they started a fight and from my experience working in a bar fights don't just get picked by someone calmly saying like hey we actually have to shut down and then have you ever seen roadhouse well (laughs) i'm just kidding roadhouse is sensationalized but (laughs) because <laughs> that, that's based off a real bar it oh yeah right i've heard that but i never looked into yeah, it that, this is the I, best interview ever this is sorry sorry to interrupt this that's like a really sad story but yes you're right like that is i'm not trying to interrupt like that sounds i told someone something that a horrific physical altercation that my dad have and then someone interrupted me with like a it's joke quite I do all that. right uh well you know it's it's fine. Uh, I feel like not all parties were uh, calm, honest. cool, and collected. They were honest. Yeah, I feel like maybe there was a little bit more grumpiness on the owner who had to close early and was like, "Get the fuck out of here," you know. <laughs> Everybody, everybody here, including the audience. Chris Harrison has a podcast. Yes, brand new. It's called. The, the most dramatic virus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, greatest... not... <clears throat> it's called the ever. most dramatic podcast ever. Ever, yeah. Something, yeah. It's um, like you know, some variation of that, like with Chris Harrison or something like that. I I really, really, really want to be brief and concise, but there's so much here, 
And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you guys that he has redefined the term humble brag for me. Harris Whittle's original. He's the guy who created humble brag. As oh, writer well, for Parks and Rec, among other things, passed away too early. Interesting. Well, he did that, not know that. that. Did not know that either. And I'm kind of upset that this guy, we can't at him on Twitter. The guy you said to coin the term. Well, he's dead. Because, but... yeah, right. I mean, we can't at him because he's because he's dead. Although <laughs> I do think the humble brag account is still alive. Oh, OK. This was. It shows so much, and, and I, I want to go full circle. So let's just start with just a random humble brag he has. or like well, a can, random can we humble brag for a second? We're the only podcast in the world that is going to play actual clips you don't know from that. Chris Harrison's podcast. <laughs> no, I know this for a fact. You can yeah. go on Reddit, and you can read a recap of someone who listened to it. But this is actual direct primary sources we're going to play for you well i'm going to also preface this by saying that you know i i don't on the bachelor masters podcast i don't pride myself we don't pride ourselves on breaking news i think we pride ourselves on analysis and on not taking the bachelor nation uh bachelor nation's word for it Right. So uh, we're going to we always go to the source material because I don't like what other podcasts or whatever opinion makers out there right. do, because I don't think they're correct. Like, I'm not trying to take devil's advocate or another stance. I just think they're incorrect <laughs> all right. around or whatever. You know, I think their opinions are wrong. Right. <laughs> Period. Um, OK, so here is uh, so for some reason. Okay. <clears throat> At some point, this podcast is going to be Chris Harrison's podcast is going to be about relationships, but there's a lot of like. Aren't they like, all though? My God, it's so. I mean, ridiculous. isn't that just life? Right? It's so dumb. It like, who is this guy to give me any relationship advice? He's what? He's watched relationships. What? He's divorced. What? He has a wife. Another wife now. So may I say something real quick about this thought process? Because I could. I agree completely like chris harrison who the fuck are you to tell anyone or give anyone any sort of advice even under the guise that it's just a conversation right mm -hmm. recently Kristen doty from vanderpump rules started a relationship advice podcast and she is the last person on earth you would <laughs> ever want to take any sort of advice from she is before she got Fired from Vanderpump Rules, she was causing the worst drama related around past and current relationships she was in. She could never get over an ex, and she was always that always became a problem with her current one. And now she has started a podcast with a guy she has been dating for like less than three months, mm -hmm. and it's called like Sex, Love, and Whatever right. Else Matters or something. But that is the same thing here. <laughs> it's like these people think because. And and I know this is the Chris Harrison of it all, too. Like, because they feel like they have some sort of extra knowledge that they are someone who can be a host to these things. Yeah. And it is mind-boggling. It is the same thing. And, Craig, I think you've heard me say this on a podcast or somewhere before. But, like, it's this idea that 
they don't get that everyone is the main star of the movie they're directing in their own heads. You right. know, like, Chris like me, Harrison. Josh Groban. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just this thing where it's like, you have never stepped out of your own bubble to go, oh, wait, someone else thinks that about themselves. You know, like, Chris Harrison thinks that everyone else is living in Chris Harrison's world, and it's just not the case. That's why oh. he is it, fired. Without having, I'm sure you haven't listened to the podcast, and that's exactly right. He, he is, he, we are, we, but the, the only like difference in his world now is that he used to not like, I, I feel he never cared about the, he was kind of above the audience. And now he's like, I love you guys. You're such fervent fans of me. Thank you. Like he's not, he does not. I made a fart noise because that's my thought on that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so at the beginning of the third episode, or maybe it's kind of the second episode because the first episode has two parts, he pitches this. Now, despite what he's pitching, which is like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong with you? He's also kind of like, why? Okay, let's, let's just listen to it. Let's just yeah. listen to it. Great. So here's my show idea. Just to show that I'm a good guy. Good guy. <laughs> I'm going to save Good Morning America. Thank you. uh, This is a one-time offer for ABC and GMA. Snatch this up, everybody. I will come back for one day and I will host Good Morning America. And I will do a sit-down with Amy and TJ. This is what they should have done from the start. But I'm here to save the day. You're welcome. Amy and TJ I will host a tell-all. We'll sit down. We'll hash all this out with Amy and TJ. That everyone if you didn't tell me about two days later, that wouldn't get the biggest ratings in the history of GMA. Now, okay, Amy and TJ <laughs> Robot. <laughs> wait, 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 Rob, did you play that? Yes. Yes. We have dueling sound effects. This is my dream come true. <laughs> oh my God, Craig. Woo-hoo! Craig is see Craig likes the Howard Stir. Uh, what's his name? I forget his damn name. But anyway. Okay, so right, Amy TJ Robach had a romance. They cheated on their significant others, and this is his. For some reason, he went into this. Uh, the, you know, he he went on a diatribe about them. I mean, you played Nobody... thirty seconds, and I fell asleep during it. <clears throat> well, he does a lot of Limbaugh pauses. Yeah, Limbaugh uh, pauses. Oh, and I and I cut a lot out because he will. I mean, I uh, plenty of times I looked at my phone. Like, did my phone stop playing it? Did my app crash? No. He's taking a pregnant pause, everybody. Uh, um, so editing this show, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's already humble bragged about how he, he made it the number one show. Although I kind of doubt that. I don't know where he gets his metrics from. I don't think so. Um, well, he can just say whatever the fuck he wants. I mean, is he even on a network? Or is this like a... He's on the iHeart Network. Oh, of course he is. Of mm-hmm. course he is. And and that's going to play in later, as in in a few minutes. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. <clears throat> so let me just get some things out of the way, right? Um, he He's going to be a relationship podcast. He has a lot of like, okay, we need to talk first about me not being on The Bachelor anymore. And he never actually addresses the actual interview or Rachel Lindsay. Right, yeah. I he, heard he, he never actually says it. Yeah. He he kind of like spirals around it. 
some other things to get out of the way. He lives in Texas now with Lauren Zima. But based on that GMA pitch, it doesn't sound like he wants to stay in Texas, right? He sounds like he wants to come back to television, but he'll help, you know, he'll grace us with his, with his presence if we're lucky enough. Right. And, and throughout the podcast, he re over and over and over again, he says what a great guy he is, how loyal he is. And I just want to say that I have two decades of evidence that he is not the greatest guy. He's, yeah. he's not loyal, even to like, you know, bachelors and bachelorettes out there. He was not a good friend to them if he claims to be their friend. He was not he in is, front of the camera or behind the camera loyal to anyone on the show he worked on for decades. Right. But this is his um, rewashing of history because now he's appreciative of the audience. Now mm. he's, you know, he when has he's forced a, to be, that's his spin on it. Right. And uh, he's, he, he kind of like separates him. He does a lot of having it both ways so much. I mean, he's like, he, he keeps talking about how he's um, actually, I'm not, you know, I'm not who you, I'm from the South and I, he is a Southern gentleman. And like, I mean that in a negative way. He's from the he's South just, the way George W. Bush is from the South. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I'm also kind of like, I don't like, sorry, Rob, I didn't know you were from Missouri and I don't know I don't, anything I about Missouri. I moved away as fast as humanly possible. Okay. I don't know anything about Missouri and I'm one of my dear friends is from Missouri and I'm not trying to say anything bad, but he is a Southern gentleman in the bad way. In a, well, in a way we, that he's We didn't consider ourselves in the South. We, we were a state that changed its mind. Right. That's what we were taught in school. Right. Uh, can you give me a one sentence from the, from yes, slavery to no slavery? Is that what that means? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. That, okay. That's how they tried to teach it in our classes. We changed gotcha. our mind. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Now, here comes the I heart I heart net I heart network I heart radio I mean you know this was a clear water this was clear water that and they started owning too many radio clear channel clear channel clear sorry channel. thank you I don't know I'm thinking black water because it's very black water to me <laughs> clear channel owned way too many radio stations they were I don't know what the antitrust issues were at the time but they were trying to break them up as I remember it and they had to rebrand we've talked about rebranding on the show and it's important Knowing that, that they had to rebrand to iHeart was kind of a washing of their past. But the reason I say that is because they're too big, way too big, for Chris Harrison to have said this. I wanted to step away. I wanted to think and, and learn and change and, and go through everything I went through personally before I had this talk. Um, and I have let everybody else speak. <laughs> and I have sat back and listened to everybody speak. And look, I am sure there are a lot of people, well, a few people that are sitting in Hollywood right now, nervous as hell that I am doing a podcast. And I guess I would say to those people, if you're nervous, maybe you should be. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Wow. Because yeah, you probably know nervous uh, that I Chris know. Harrison. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so... This is going to be the most scandalous podcast ever. That's what you should have named what, it. Okay, so wait. Let, let, let's let him finish his thought because this is, this is like too much for me. That he even put that in there or let that. He said it. When 
my beautiful fiance Lauren Zima and I are traveling around the world and we're in airports, bars, restaurants, whatever. Wow. You guys come up Don't to worry us. about him. He's and doing just fine. She's you have been so kind and so loving that you miss us, you miss me, you miss my voice. And if I had a regret, it would be that I didn't do this. That I didn't just come to you in the first place. And I have to give myself some grace because when I went through this ordeal after the interview and and everything subsequently kind of melted down. Mm, and then it, you say know, it, Chris. On and say on. It. Yeah. No, he never actually says much. He just says that he wish he regrets not having a podcast at the time is kind of what he infers. And at the time, you know, like he he's all about how he should have cleared his name and he oh, he OK. Him having lightly threatened like this is the perfect example of him having it both ways. He's threatening, but at the same time, <laughs> if you're telling us that you have some dirt on someone and it's so bad that you might out them. Weren't you complicit in yeah. those things? And also your loyalty, like where's your loyalty there? You well, know, he's, he, he's he, a scab. He fucking, no, yeah, he's constantly doing the like ups and like he's, he, he's throughout the podcast. He's back and forth. Sorry, Rob, go ahead. No, I'm just saying he's a scab. He, he does whatever he thinks is good for him in the moment and tries to like, uh, rationalize why it's okay for him to make decisions. I mean, this is a, this is a, a type of person, right? This is a type yeah. of fucking celebrity that needs to continue to make the same living that they've always made at any cost. And that cost is he, he didn't have a personality to begin with. And now he's trying to be like, oh, how do I actually separate myself in a world full of, you know, a million podcasts and voices and hosts and streaming services to make people want me? Oh, I know. I'll I'll give myself a little bit of an edge and saying like and give these hints that like maybe I know something or maybe I can bring someone down to entice listeners for the six episodes. My podcast will exist before I get tired of it and right. do like a Zima fucking commercial to pay my house bill. Um, this is like what we see <laughs> from Jax that you were talking about, Craig, earlier. You know, like, they've got to pay their bills. They desperately want to be back on TV. So occasionally they'll do, like, an Instagram Q&A, and you just know it's someone else entering the questions because you don't see who it's from. And it's just like, will we be seeing you on TV anytime soon? Right. And the answer is always like, oh, maybe sooner than you think or maybe uh, something's going to come out soon. And this is this is that type of fucking pathetic person. And this is coming from someone who wants to have a successful podcast. So I get like at least the appeal of being successful for the things you're creating. But Chris Harrison is such a fucking piece of garbage that when it comes from him in this sort of way, in this like, holier than thou, you know, I should have been there for you. And I wasn't it's like, no one's fucking wants you, Chris Harrison to like, no one missed you. No one gave a shit. And this is you just stroking your own ego. Sorry. Totally. I'm going to take a breath now. No. And totally. And speaking of what you were talking about earlier, how, like who, why is this guy, why does he think he has 
any authority to speak on relationships, relationships. He himself said on the podcast, he's like, uh, I've never really auditioned for the Pat bachelor. They were looking for a guy next door type look. And they found me through some, you know, whatever the, the process was at the time. And they called me. So you're telling me that they picked you at random, basically just walking down the street. And now you are <laughs> this self-important, you know, like I he came is... out of Gadzooks at the mall and was approached by someone with a clipboard. Right. <laughs> That's good. All right. right. Objectively, Wait. we've mm -hmm. made the point. So I okay, think we but... should move on to the next clip. Well, look, these these are not the words of a man at peace, despite how much he's like, while I'm traveling the world, I love hearing <laughs> from you guys. With my beautiful but also, wife who's yeah. so sexy. Ugh. Take take me back. Like, okay. So he, <laughs> my, and to <clears throat> kind of prove the point that he's not at peace, here's him talking about The Bachelor now. When I left, it was the number, still the number one show on TV. <laughs> now look. <laughs> Sorry. Was it? Do I know what's happening now? I'm not going to say I'm not so humble and whatever to say I haven't paid attention to the scoreboard. Petty. It's called petty. Yeah. Oh, yes, shit. I do know. I, you know, the I, I realize the ratings are down 50 to 60 percent and the show has oh. changed dramatically. Not changed dramatically. But I also. <laughs> it's longer. That hurts me a little bit uh -huh. because it's something I took pride in building. And there's still some wonderful people that I talk to on the show, cast members, crew. I love my crew ferociously. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> How much does he want it both ways, right? Yeah. Uh, Fuck that show, but also I built that show. <laughs> this is like when you watch a politician. Uh, totally. Two, like two uh, town halls in a row. Right. Like they space them out on purpose. Right. So that. But if you go back and watch them back to back and like you just talking out of both sides of your fucking mouth. Oh, he is. Yeah. You know, like plenty of his own seasons have been brought have been boycotted. Nothing to do with the host. No one cares. Like if you hadn't. If there was somehow the absence of some kind of secondary media that comments on what's happening. I, I think most people would not have noticed that the host had changed. No. And he also, <laughs> like, he he's so self-important in this that, and Craig, I know, you're right. We've kind of beat a dead Chris Harrison here. But, like, <laughs> it it screams that he thinks he had more of a say in the show than he actually did. The people chomping cigars at the board table were going to do whatever the hell they were going to do, and maybe they ran it by you before taping. Totally. Well, when Colton ran over the fence, <laughs> who was it that they called? Chris Harrison. Oh, while the, cameras yeah, what, were on. What's yeah. <laughs> the guy from uh, Inspector Gadget? Okay, look, They're that's called. what it. The way he called him was kind of like he's running over the fence, and I you just picture on the other end, which they didn't show, but like the hand from Inspector Gadget, like <laughs> get him, you fools. So uh, the, okay. Anyway, okay. Dr. Claw. So, that's part Dr. of the David Lynch minute, I think. No, that's a TV show. Although Matthew Broderick did play a great Inspector Gadget. Okay, so I... And wasn't I, uh, French Stewart Dr. Claw in that movie? Or was I, French Stewart also a Inspector Gadget? Whatever, next time when I come okay. back. Talk next about time, that. Next yeah. when Craig isn't okay. so rushed for some reason. Okay, Craig. Well, I, I'm not rushed. It's just that, okay, we've made the point that Chris Harrison... 
is we, a scumbag. We, Let's get through this. We we okay, made the Frank point. Stewart played Inspector Gadget in Inspector Gadget Two. Okay. Right. Uh, right. New Bachelor Women. No, 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 no. not quite yet. Still, I, I have the. I we have can the, still talk about this. We're forty-five minutes in. Just putting it. Up. I have yeah. my my like conclusion of the show, okay, Craig, and then we can right. we can we can move on. All right. So first episode. I'm just going to take There's three episodes up, so I'm going to take an episode by episode. First episode, he's kind of doing not a good mea culpa, but says he is. Second episode, Lauren Zima's on it. His girlfriend was the bachelor commentator on E.T., and they're kind of in conversation, and it's very, um, you know, exposing their traumas. Third episode takes these softball questions he pretends that are uh, from a live call-in show, it is bizarre. Like, he's like, we're taking questions. So, like, as if someone's saying, call in. And right. then he's like, hello, is this um, Missy? As if he's looking at a boy. Like, I, I, I worked in live radio. You're not taking live questions there, Chris Harrison. But it's funny because he uses it to sound less annoying. He uses it to brag even more like someone asked him i'm serious did you coin the phrase bachelor nation oh god so <laughs> like please like everything else you've done just say you're bragging but then when you get people to ask you questions so that you don't sound as braggy as you even want to sound like holy shit um you know, they're asking him all these questions that, you know, it, and one of my one of the, the real treats here is um, someone says, oh, you know, I know you got canceled, but it's such a fine line between us uh, canceled and censorship in the media. You were censored. I'm not kidding. I didn't even I couldn't even no. like ha I didn't I didn't have the heart. I didn't have the I just couldn't take it out because I was so annoyed at the time. OK, so. Craig, my conclusion. Yeah. Uh-huh. He does not get Chris Harrison still does not get that he is a casualty, not a victim. He did not never in his career saw a giant wave coming from for him, especially the last 2 years. Um my point of having a podcast on a show that's waning in cultural importance despite Chris Harrison is is kind of like how it's faring and how it's doing and even the Chris Harrison drama kind of mixed in like what's that have to do with everything it's sticking like is it sticking to the formula are people still going to the bachelor for comfort or are they moving on everyone acts like they're moving on but then they're not and i like someone like this who's accidentally famous is one of the many little delights we get as media observers, right? As like you, Craig, as a media scholar, or both of you guys as kind of like bigger picture media people. Uh, taste makers is what I like to call them. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I would call it. <laughs> um, but I, I, I find it so interesting that he's, he still doesn't get it. He doesn't get why he's gone he doesn't get how unimportant he is in the even in the small bachelor right i don't know it's it's like it's like you said like i wonder how rob i wonder how long he's going to keep this up 
because he acts like he's above it. And, you know, I, I moved out to Texas. I have nothing to do with that life. I feel bad for someone who's also a casualty of casualties, Lauren Zima, who I overestimated, honestly. She, I wonder if I said Zima commercial earlier because <laughs> he mentioned his wife. Anyway. Right. Well, she is she is not con she's not a conscious person. Like I thought she was a really smart, talented person. She gave up her career for him. Not that that's like the worst thing ever, but she was much more successful. I don't know about money wise, but to me, she was much more successful. They both called themselves journalists. Mm -hmm. And I and I was like, you are not a journalist, Chris Harrison. I mean, she's no. barely a maybe. Maybe in some like weird umbrella term, she's a journalist. But I don't anyways. know. I think most people get their news from E Channel then, or ET or whatever than anywhere else. Sure. Okay. Wasn't Chris I'm... Harrison like a sports reporter at one point in time? I think I, mean, I think he was doing like, like yeah. Right? It's still not a, a journalist. Show. Yeah, exactly. Still, still not a journalist. Okay, I'm gonna end with this, Craig. He did mention something that we reference often, and this can be our this could be our transition here. But I just want to play this clip for you guys. Okay. Every year, I, I I laughingly would always say I am creating twenty five to thirty people who want to host my show, and it's unlike any other show. You know, it, they you don't run into this on Survivor and 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 Dancing with the Stars and American Idol or Amazing Race. You know, maybe they want to be influencers, maybe they want to be. But our show is very particular in that way about creating influencers and creating people who go on to want to do TV. And I mean, so many of them end up moving to L.A. and have those aspirations, which is great. Totally. I, I have nothing against that. What but it's sure. funny. Oh, I always just knew from like day one. I am every year <laughs> it gets worse and worse for me because I'm creating more and more influencers and more and more people who Monsters. just want my job. And so there was that He's element, great. too. Yep. The people that used the situation for their benefit, for their podcast, for their book tour, like for you. Yeah. a you media tour. Podcast it right helped now. them with their 15 minutes of fame. The people that did that, I'm not mad at, and I'm definitely not shocked by their behavior. Mad. It's the I'm people you would expect. When the record button's um, on. You know, I always say, Pregnant hope for the best from people. Jesus Whoa, Christ. that was heavy. Who's just handing him these note cards. <laughs> because by nature, we're selfish. And I don't mean that in a completely negative connotation, but people are selfish. You're looking out for yourself. And honestly, if I'd been in the same situation, would I have had my agent call? I knew about it. Talking I knew about, about certain cast members that were calling in. It was hilarious. And the funny thing is the people that were calling in, I knew had no chance to get the job. When he, when he took that pregnant pause, I seriously thought the Skype had broken and we had lost you guys. I don't recommend this podcast, obviously, but maybe I do. I at least recommend the first five minutes because there's nothing that, that annoys me more. <laughs> kind of like The Bachelor. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you can get everything in the what's coming up on this episode. Oh, right, right, right. No, the first five minutes are like classic guy struggling and like, you know, <laughs> He, he does this thing, and I wish I could remember exactly how it went, but he's basically like, man, I've been thinking about doing this. And like he, he does a lot of like give me a minute without saying it. And it's like, dude, this is not live. Take no your kidding. time and then start recording. Well, and here's the thing. I guarantee that he has either a 
12 episode contract or like a 24 episode contract with iHeart. You say that, you know, Clear China went to iHeart Radio, then had to change to iHeart Media. And they are trying to figure out what works by giving these people limited run contracts. Mm -hmm. And if for whatever reason Chris Harrison's show blows up, uh, then he might get renewed. But I guarantee by the end of if let's say it's a 12 episode contract uh by the time it it's episode 11 he will be running on fumes so hard that those pregnant pauses will be the majority of time of the episode like if you were to cut them together they'd be longer than him actually talking well maybe his gma pitch is going to be taken i mean he's He's trying so hard. Why would you want to get back on ABC of all networks? Anyway, it's yeah. it's like it's he's he's he really is. I I I underestimated what a horrible horrible person he was. I kind of thought he was your well, typical you know, he's, horrible he, person. He's but he, suffering he's from this world. He is a monster. Sorry, I talked over you. No, go ahead. Uh, he is just suffering from a world that's been inflicted with the woke mind virus. Yeah. And <laughs> he doesn't he know how plant. he can get, get people back. You know, like next up is microchips and he's just worried. You know, he wants to create a, a space for people to just like really feel uh, comforted by his voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Craig. Okay, oh, Craig. boy. Well, okay, Craig, nah, I wanted to end on the, I wanted to shove all the Chris Harrison stuff on the other side of this, but I got to say that he mentions Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle right. and the reason that they didn't get, and he says that the reason that they did not get canceled canceled was because they were able to explain themselves on the po- on their own podcast or on a podcast. So you mean they're able to talk to their fans that were going to listen to them regardless? Right. The fervent, generation-defying, niche dudes. I mean, he's comparing himself. That's pretty presumptuous to compare yourself to these. Like, it's just who yeah, he Chris thinks Harrison's he is. Chris Harrison's never hosting Fear Factor. Yeah. That, who he thinks he is is, is, is like... Insane. It, it, oh, yeah. I can't believe who he thinks he is. And also, he really thinks he would have kept his job. Also, he does not want his job anymore, guys. Of course. Um, he, he, he would never go he, back. He likes no. living in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He where really, there's no state income tax. <laughs> he really thinks he would have kept his <laughs> job if had he been gone on a podcast instead of putting something out on Instagram, instead of listening to PR crisis people, instead of – like, he, he has – he has all these like alternate maze paths. He, he thinks that he knows everything. Yeah. He, it's like I said before, how could he be wrong? He is successful. It is a thought that germinated in his head. So how could it be wrong? They they did not just literally pick him out like buying an orange Julius. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah. They Sipping that Julius, eating Sabaro. <laughs> Cutting you guys off. Okay. Now we're just making metaphor upon metaphor. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. The women. I wanted the creating. We have 15 minutes to talk about the women. 15 minutes. Okay. Well, we got to wrap this up. Podcasting. Well, we've got, we've got, let's say this, Craig, we've got 10 minutes and then maybe 15. Okay. 10 minutes to talk about the women. The good news for us is that all of the women are exactly the same. 
Yes. So we can group them all, wow, all Craig. 30 into wow. one woman. Agreed. The only one that stood out as being a little different was Vanessa, but even she's a little suspect. <laughs> well, and it seems like they, at one point, there was uh, an unknown who I was calling the winner, but I think they have found Rebecca Instagram now. Yeah. Yeah. They. Yeah. So the Bachelor data account mm-hmm. on Instagram posted a post, not a not a story, but a post, and it has all their Instagrams um, mm-hmm. listed that you can easily get to. But it's just like one after another. It's like Instagram model, Instagram model, Instagram model, Instagram. But I model. thought that I thought that the Bachelor made Instagram right. famous people. Exactly. L- well, right. Is it is it now becoming a Love Island Instagram model first or aspiring Instagram well, model? Yeah, because they're, okay. they're like except for Vanessa, who has like a picture of her graduating from LSU. The uh, the other ones are all the it's all the same pose. It's like butt out, half turned to the side, and then some caption like "I'm so wicked." And then right. you know you have to have. I'm the, looking at Victoria. Victoria yeah. has very like. There's a couple of like standard sexy poses, but she's got a way more like. I am a personality mm-hmm. posts than uh, the you know, standard everyone else that we're really seeing, which is interesting. Let, let me... Um, Although I will say, real quick, sorry. Go ahead. There's one person on here, um, Genevieve Mayo, and her ad handle is past the Mayo, and she has one photo. <laughs> I find that interesting. Well, you never know What's what the photo is. Uh, her headshot. Ah. Oh, oh, from oh. the show. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she scrubbed it. Um, let me... Let me just, um, I got a handful of Going on The Bachelor is a fresh start for me. So I'm going to scrub my Instagram. Yeah. Shit. If I ever, yeah. Anyway. Four jobs at random. Tell me the difference between these jobs. Nurse. Content marketing manager, marketing executive, content creator, marketing manager. There's two classifications of job for these women this, this round. There's the content marketing management people that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then there's the nurse, nursing school, nurse practitioner yes. class. The person who really stood out to me, and not for a good reason, is Bailey, who we met on that. Pre, yeah, uh, pre, after the final rose. After the final rose, bachelor, uh, whatever they're called, first meet thing, about, at limo exits. That wasn't limo, stage she, exits. She looks like one of the people who would be on TikTok going follow me throughout my day as i show you what i do and it's yes like well because she wrote bailey is passionate about health and wellness and hopes to one day <laughs> own her own business in the wellness world uh, now if that's uh, not code for dangerous ass like crazy person yeah. i she's, she's putting so. essential oils on her feet to cure cancer <laughs> <laughs> I I am scared of a Bailey. What on earth are you guys talking about? He's using crystals Craig. to cleanse the toxins. <laughs> Can't wellness be like no. I don't know? No, ships? not not no. not when you're on Instagram promoting it and going on a TV show. No, not hey, not right. any longer. I believe you. I believe you. It's just funny. Okay. This is not someone who works in an old folks home and is no. trying to bring wellness. This is someone okay. who this is not someone right who drinks that like the hospitals water. are out to get you. All right. Mm-hmm. Who has right. Like, everything is all connected. They don't want us to own any everything. Klaus something or other. Okay, Craig. <laughs> yeah. The one person that stood out to me for you 
mm-hmm. um, was Mercedes. Oh, yeah. Northrop, who, right? Mercedes Northrop. I don't yes. see any last name here. I just went by the I, – I am going – now, we are uh, – Rob, as you know, you might know, we are looking at the Venn diagram of when ABC official output overlaps with uh, Bachelor Sleuths and how those two the how that Venn diagram is overlapping slowly into what I'm supposed to know and what I find out and how that works, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So yeah. I so far am going only in ABC world. I'm not looking at Instagrams. I mean, I, I will maybe see it or if I like them enough, I might follow them through the bachelor account, but I normally won't. So I'm just looking at the bios in the Uh bio, Craig, Uh Mercedes hobby is showing pigs at the Iowa state fair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Iowa state fair. Now the reason she was interesting to me is because she's from Nashville, but she loves it just sounds she just sounds like she's okay uh, rob another one of our themes is that whenever they pick a uh coaster a left or right coast person they really have to heavily pound us over the head with middle of the country people Oh, yeah. So Mercedes likes to drive around the windows down blasting country music because yeah. they want to make sure not to use not no, to Zach will love this. Right. We, we call they call them the core audience. We call them their real audience because they're they're way more important than us. They are uh, way their votes count double triple sometimes as it does. Just like in the Senate. Just like in the Senate. Exactly. <laughs> OK. What so, about Mercedes, though, that you picked her for me? Well, Iowa stuff. The oh, got it. Got uh-huh. It. She lives. She's. She's not from Nebraska, though. She's, well, she's from Iowa. She so lives I, I in Iowa, and she's from Nashville. But she lives from, in Iowa. It says that. Yes, she's. Well, she lives in Bloomfield, Iowa. Bloomfield, Iowa. Am I saying you, that wrong? Is it Bloomfield? Yeah, no, it's a it's a very famous area, Craig. Really? You coastal elite. Yeah. No, Craig elite, went to school in Iowa. Oh, I know. Oh. But he's he's playing the part of coastal elite right now. I'm looking okay. up Bloomfield, Iowa, because I have no idea where that is. It's in the middle of nowhere. Oh, may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she is from Iowa. I don't know why I thought she was from. I heard things. There's no way Nashville. she lives in Bloomfield, well, Iowa. Well, then maybe That's she lives in, the in Nashville. Nowhere, more than Chris Souls lived in the middle of nowhere. In Iowa. Well, maybe she's from. Maybe yeah, she I think she in lives Nashville. in Nashville now. Maybe I'm thinking yeah. of Bloomfield, okay. Illinois. Yeah, I think. <laughs> See, there's two. There's, this is what happens when you get to the Midwest, man. It's all blurred. Main okay. for us coastal elites. Yeah. Um, okay, listen. So yes. we haven't talked about Zach yet. We should probably address the fact that we think he's a conservative, right? I mean, he's from Orange no. County. No, the opposite. No, he, he told. Remember when he was in the fantasy suites with Rachel? Craig. Rachel said that they, their politics didn't align. Yes, Craig. That's because Tino is a conservative and Zach is the Democrat. And that's why she dumped him because she saw a beta male cuck and said ew <laughs> beta male cuck. i'm speaking through Man, rachel's face today, well I'm, I'm speaking through her face i'm not that's not something i would call anybody but that's what she did <laughs> okay. she's she said i mean he's from he's a sensitive i mean look at these code words right i don't know i i think he comes across as a conservative 
uh, maybe so he's gonna he's gonna love on, these like southern. maybe to us but in bachelor world he is a beta male cuck and compared to tino right, right. she picked tino for a reason right. rob okay. tiebreaker <laughs> tiebreaker rob um I think Zach is a coastal elite. I think anyone going on the show is a coastal elite or an aspiring coastal elite. I think Tino is pathetic and very try hard. Okay. I hope you guys know when I'm like using Bachelor Nation speak against them, but also trying to emulate what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. I would never call anyone that. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm saying... That's what Rachel disliked about Zach. Zach's bio on the ABC uh, website said he splits his time between Orange County, which mm-hmm. is you can play it either way. You can have it both ways. I mean, that's why Chris Harrison is perfect because he has it both ways all the time. And they do, too, between OC, Orange County and Texas, which they're trying to be like, don't worry, don't worry, you know, core fan base that's right. more important than any other fan base. Um, he is not some California guy. Right. The same thing they did with Pilot Pete. He liked two. Remember, they took him like that. He knew how to uh, two step or something right. like that. He was from like Woodland Hills or something. He's from Woodland Hills, like one of the richest enclaves of LA. Um, so that that's what I'm trying to say is that okay. they're again trying to have it both ways. Okay. Okay. Look, we got to well, wrap but- this up. Yeah, and I mean, Did Rachel he... was like super MAGA though, right? So her opinion yes. is completely Okay, so I had skewed. it reversed. I apologize. You guys corrected me. We'll yeah, see how Craig. it goes. Jeez. But, but one thing that comes to mind is something that Easier was spot on about when Peter was the bachelor is that he was Christian. He was a big time Christian, right? Like that was his big thing. But like he was, uh, the thing Baptized was, remember he wanted Maddie, but see, Maddie was super Christian too, but they were incompatible Christians. Right. Mm-hmm. One was and Seventh think, Day Adventist. Yeah. And the other was well, a snake handler. Well, like one was, I think <laughs> Peter was evangelical and Maddie is like Catholic or something. Well, it's it's exactly the same relative conversation. You know, to us, Zach is a normal dude and maybe even a little skews, a little Republican. But to middle America, Zach is a coastal elite. To yeah. us, Peter is a Christian. But to, but to Maddie, he's a heathen. Yeah. So I think we're going to, that's going to be a big the subtext of this whole season is that Oh, Zach lives part time in Texas, but he's 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 really going to clash with both other coastals and Middle America, which will be interesting to see which one he ends up with, because like he meshes or melds most closely with them. Well, yeah, I am always interested in whenever they take a guy they like and they try to wash him of all the things that uh, are political or are in in Middle America's mind left-leaning or whatever their issues are um their current issues because things change all the time like keurig what i I don't know that was a problem it is a problem there's a lot of junk but you know anyway don't want to go on a tangent i probably i love these seasons because they crack (laughs) me up and also because they picked someone that people again are like they're not even actively boycotting because they picked him they are uh, you know, let down boycotting, which is a, actually a much more harmful to the franchise right. pick because right. people are just not interested as opposed to fervently not interested. Okay. Rob, final thought. I think that the bachelor 
franchise needs uh, to be redone. I think they need to round table it for an entire year. There's no need for any of this washing of anything if they just start from a position of like our show is going to actually be entertaining. And quite frankly, um, I feel like they are. We're going to look back at these seasons specifically the same way we looked back at the slurp season and it's going to not reflect well on anyone making tv shows and chris harrison's upset about cancel culture uh, i think there's going to be quite a few more of them okay you make me miss jerry springer's final thought that's true okay um, <laughs> rob it's awesome having you on come back anytime that yeah. was totally awesome yeah, you guys, um, you let me know and I'll join in. Uh, this is uh, great. Where can we find you? List everything slowly and clearly so our audience can find How you. many accounts do you have? And I mean that before you list any <laughs> accounts. You have a lot of accounts. Go ahead. Well, I've got a handful of podcasts, a couple accounts. Yeah. Um, so your listeners probably would enjoy Vanderpump Robs, R-O-B-S, yeah. the most. Uh, I talk, Craig, we've talked to The Bachelor on there. Yeah, we. But I also just talk about like the intersect. It's a comedy podcast, but it really looks at like how reality TV uh, showcases what we want our lives to be like. Um, so that gets kind of real at times, but mainly it's just me poking fun at what it's like when the cameras are turned on. Uh, you can also listen to my horror movie podcast, Pumpkin Ooh. Spice Podcast. It's a monthly show, and it's co-hosted by me and my friend Graham, who's a filmmaker in Austin, Texas. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Does he think you're a coastal elite? Of course. <laughs> we only went to college together, so he knows where my true roots are. Uh, and then I've got a show with my buddy Bill in Ohio where we just look at old 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah, I listened to that one, too. Yeah. And that So we did all the Predator movies. We're doing... Uh, pre-Marvel MCU Marvel movies, so like the 1970s Captain America film. We're going to do Planet of the Apes soon. Um, And then I produced... Oh, wait, you didn't say what it was named. Oh, well, that one's called Bill and Rob's An Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Remember in the Planet of the Apes when they have the little baby, like on the fourth or fifth one? Anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I see some very cute baby. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, I I would be remiss if I didn't say that, like, I have produced a podcast for a comedic author named Mike Sachs. And Mike Sachs uh, has a podcast that's also monthly called Doing It with Mike Sachs on the Sonar. Doing it live. Yeah, fuck it. We'll do it live. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had Bill O'Reilly. This has been great, y'all. I really appreciate it. Glad to hear. Awesome. We forgot to do a commercial break. We'll do one right now for another podcast on the Bridgeburner Podcast Collective. Here we go. Do you like pilots? Do you hate pilots? Are you indifferent to pilots? Have you ever met a pilot? Have you ever flown your own plane? They get uploaded. They're uploaded to YouTube. They're all on YouTube. They're right there just for you They're for free nobody's watching them why would you watch them but guess what there's two people that love to watch them it's Stuart and joe we watch them so you don't have to we're putting in the work 
we've got cow people, we've got reincarnated dogs, we've got wizard superheroes, we've got extremely short private investigators, hobo probate law. We've got a dog with the brain of a man, and a man with the brain of a dog. We tell you not only what happens, why it happened, who it happened to, what happened after. And why it stinks. So come watch Piloting Error. Well, don't watch it. Come stand behind me in my basement while we make the show. Could you bring me another beer? What's the network? Only on the Bridge Burner Collective. Wherever find podcasts. Wherever you're getting your podcasts. And we're back and we're leaving. (laughs) We'll see you next week when we do the first episode of the new season of the bachelor rome is burning yeah Yeah. bye Bye. see ya